0: So, Father, we thank you that how good and pleasant it is that we can dwell together today. That with a real God and a real relationship with real people. And we thank you right now that we acknowledge you in all our ways and we open our hearts to you today. And we look forward to hearing your heart towards us, which is always of good and of an expected end. And no matter what you say, it's always for transformation and change for us. We embrace your words. We receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to change us develop us, cultivate us, mature us, direct us. And we give you thanks so much that you're our Father, you're a loving Father, and you care for us. You're the Father of Spirit, you you father us, you train us in the way that we should go, you navigate our lives, you make things real, and you bring your witness to it. It's not something that we perceived happened, but it's something that really occurred and happened, and we don't have to interpret it, we just see the happenings. So we give you thanks, we give you praise for your realness, and we, we say Happy Mother's Day to every mother in the house, God, and how important that role is in reality. So in Jesus' name, we give you praise. Have your way. Holy Spirit, move the way you desire in our hearts, in our minds. Touch our lives in the name of Jesus, the head of the church, and the Lord of our lives. Amen. All right. So let's go. I was looking at some scripture. I never do like Mother's Day, Father's Day anything day, but I, I did look at Mother's Day stuff and it kind of, I Cadillac through the scriptures and it kind of started kicking in so I'm going to do that today. So we're going to go to John 19 John 19 and I'm going to look, I'm going to start in verse 25 and like I said, I never planned it, but it was kind of neat to, to get some hits from it, just reading through the scriptures with some light in it. John 19. And it's in verse 25. And this is all on the crucifixion. This is the whole scenario that was going on. This is the happenings of God all the way through what Jesus did. It's in verse 25. And it says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother And his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of of, uh, Cleopas and Mary of Magdalene. So I I want you to look at that. I I want you to say we're doing motherhood, right? And I usually do manhood with God, manhood with men and training in that. But motherhood is huge in this verse. It's like the end of the crucifixion. He's about to say it's finished. I completed everything. And all of a sudden, this kicks in about mothers, right? And it says the mother Mary, her sister... And all that, the mothers. And mothers are always around there at that time in life. They were right there, right? And so it goes on in the next verse. Check it out. It's, it's a good, it's the next verse that makes it really clear. And it says after that, it says in verse 26, And when Jesus therefore saw, right? And when Jesus seeing, it says in the Amplified, his mother there. So he starts seeing some things in, in, his, in his view of what motherhood is like, the importance of it. It's on the cross. In the midst of suffering, he's talking about mothering. And I could not believe it when I read it because all these things are for sin and for redemption, and they all have meaning. His rib being pierced, and out of the side comes blood and water. All that has meaning, but motherhood meant something to him huge. And I'm saying, and you guys as mothers, it's this thing I knew in God that the moment you become that, you're ordained for that. It's like, there is no such thing as you know people saying I, I'm not a good mother. No, they're you're ordained for the role of that a motherhood. You're ordained for it, so you're gonna be good at it. The thing with mothering and fathering and uh, developing, it's like you just have to lose your life. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. It's like it's so demanding, but yet it's so rewarding. And uh, mm-hmm. and it's so and it's like the more that we hang on to self. We, we lose the flow of that ordained gift, right? Okay. So we let go of self and automatically we do the role. There's no such thing as a bad mothering if they're listening, if you're God's kid, if you're God's daughter first, you're not gonna ever be a bad mother. That's the role he ordained for you. Mm-hmm. And it meant so much to him when I read these verses and you read 19, it's about the suffering, man. He's hanging on a cross. He's being mocked. He's doing all. He's paying for redemption. And when you read your scriptures, all these things have meaning. They're there for a reason. And so when I saw this, I go, wow. He, his view of mothering. His view of it. He says so. Jesus seeing verse twenty six, his mother there and the disciple right. So he says the mother whom he loved standing near, and said to his mother, dear woman, see here is your son. And then he said he said to his disciple, see here. Is your mother, and from that hour the disciple took her home, and, and keeping her as his home. And Jesus, no for the next verse. And Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, all that he said it was finished, fulfillment of Scripture, and he goes on and he, and he exits this earth, right. And so it wasn't finished. He even delegated a thing to motherhood, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I would have never saw that. The other day just popped up. And I want you to know that this isn't like some idea, my idea of revelations. Look at Romans. Let's go to Romans 16. Romans 16. And I thought it was amazing. Like he he set those things in order. The Lord sets things in order. He is the apostle. He says our apostle and high priest. He's the guy who sets everything in order and makes it make sense, mm-hmm. and makes it function, because he knows what he's doing, because we're his creation. And I'm like, you, motherhood. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm always, like I said, I'm bent towards manhood, motherhood, the importance of it. In the middle of suffering, he talks about mothering, yeah. right? And if you're taking a note on it, I want you to write that down, because your role is so important that before he exited, he mentioned it. And it's, in that verse, it's a trans, it's a, how do you say, a transference. He's transferring, he had a relationship with his mother on earth. and he transferred. it, it was so important that even his matured disciple needed a mother in in his life. And I'm not talking about mothering and smothering. Um, I've corrected many people in counseling for over smothering their kids, you know, over babying their kids, over uh, like smothering and dwarfing them. Mm-hmm. where you where you where you love them further in in an area that they shouldn't be. They should be getting admonished but not just nourished, right? And a mother's role is always nourishing, but there is admonishing, right? And check this out so you know I'm not just tripping out. Romans 16, it kicked out to me and I was like, this makes sense. It's a confirmation of that reality on John 19. So 16th chapter of Romans. And he, and he writes in verse one, Now I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, Which is a servant of the church, which is at Centuria, that you receive her in the Lord as a becoming saint, and that you assist her in whatsoever business she has need of you. For she has been a suker, and I want you to write that down, suker, S-U-C-C-O-U-R, and I wrote down some definitions. And mothering so important. To the Lord in 19, but it's so important to the kingdom life and the church life that Paul even writes about it, right? I want Let me see. I want to give you the definition. Okay, so it's let's see. sucarine, right? And I want you to write down the sucre mother. And that's Romans 16. And that's that's a role that you're going to see that God ordained, right? You you're, You don't have to be born good at it. You're ordained to be good at it right? It's just laying down your life. That's the way of everything in the kingdom. If I'm going to father people, I got to lay down my life. The more responsibility, the more life I lay down. Less of me, more of God in that area. Less of me, more giving in that area. So it's just, we suffer in losing our lives, but we gain everything. That's why it's so demanding, but so rewarding you know, like you go, this sucks. Some people say, man, it sucks. It's uh, uh, it's hard being a mom or it's hard being a dad or it's hard <laughs> doing that. But the ordination gives you the ability to do so. You just got to let go of your life. You go, okay, and you suck it up. But the anointing helps you get it because mm-hmm. you're made that way. He made us that way, right? Mm-hmm. So every responsibility is just a laying down of our lives. And he goes in every business, and, and I'm still in verse two for you. For she has been a suker, of many and of myself also this is paul now this is paul a mature man a mature disciple he talks about a mother's role and of myself also greet priscilla and aquila my helpers in christ jesus and he's talking all about these women right and the role of of motherhood domestically Right? In our lives, the kids we have responsibility for laying down our lives, building them, right? Maturing them, everything for their betterment and not our benefit, right? And, and that takes us to laying down our lives. Some days we miss it and then we just go, yeah, I know I missed it. I got to get up and do it again. And so you get up and do it again, right? Lay down your life, deny yourself, take up your cross and give. And it's demanding. Mm-hmm. It can grind you out, wear you out to the point where you're like, lights out. Okay, you guys are in bed. I'm done. I can't listen to another cartoon. I can't listen to another insanity. I am maxed in my laid down lover position. So guess what? You're going to bed, right? And that saves, that saves, a, ton of trans, that saves a ton of transgression, right? And that's, that's wisdom and that's maturity. Because if you give yourself and that's what you're going to do in any role that God made, the role of a husband, the role of a wife, the role of motherhood, there's giving right? But again, there's ordaining. So next to it, say, yeah, there's giving, but yes, there's ordaining. and It's not my own strength. It's God's ability. And I know that it's his ability because that's how he made me. And I sense that reality. And he says, who, and he goes on in verse four, who have for my life laid down their own necks. I loved it, right? Mm-hmm. She said, in, in the Amplified, it says this, these women, these mothers of, of God in the church and in the kingdom, right? He says, who risked their lives Endangering their very necks for my life. That's what mothers do, right? I mean, your mother, you lay down your life. You're like they always use that term, like mama bear. They fight, man. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's inherent. You know, I'm gonna never forget my mom. I, I was embarrassed, but I realized in knowing the <coughs> Lord and knowing the scriptures and the spirit of them that it was inherent for her to do the things that she did. When I was like, I don't know, six years old. Or maybe I was even, no, I was older. I don't know how old I was, six or around a little bit up. Maybe I was 11 mm-hmm. and I was in my street and, and uh, I'd get in a lot of scraps. And one time I got in one with this guy named Harold Yamamura. And he was Weird Harold, we call him in our neighborhood. Weird Harold, he's probably like five years older than me. So I'm 11, 12, 13, 14. Maybe he's 15-ish, 16. And he and we were in this in front of this neighbor's fence and and he said Harold said something to me and I said of course I said it back I said well then we'll fight then as a kid but he's way bigger so no sooner than I said we'll fight then he picked me up threw me head over along the fence I didn't I barely finished the words well we'll fight I was on my nose behind with the dog in the dog's yard this dog named checkers my nose was like bleeding right here my mom was right across the street she came out like the one who answers by fire. She opens up the, the cage, the screen. She hollers at Harold, like, hey, you leave him alone. You want to try that with me? <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I was like, mom, please stay in the house. I'm just, i I'm already landed on my face. I got gravel. I have gravel. You're like that nobody guy, but you're like the opposite. Please don't open the door. <laughs> <laughs> please don't open the door. So I had gravel in my nose, and I was bleeding and all that, and she's like, yeah, you. And then he looked at her, you know. And then she's like, da 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 da. And then he left, right. And I go, and I was embarrassed. But I realized as I grew, it was a mother's inher- it, inherent inherent. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like she's like that's my kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm gonna risk my neck for that. She's probably you know he was bigger than her, but she's ready to fight. Man, you know? this guy was like a kamikaze. He was Yamamura. Yamamura he was like yeah. they were Japanese. Torah, yeah. Torah. Tora. <laughs> so it says. Who risk their lives endangering their, their very necks for my life. To them not only, but I also, the churches among the Gentiles, give thanks. And so th- these things go back to 19, and it's the succoring mother, right? And I want to give you the definition of succoring because you're going to find all I'm doing is defining. You're probably going to be doing it in your life, in your mothering, Right? It says sucarine, the word suker, right? It's in the Greek. It's forty three sixty eight. It means a female guardian. Sometimes in that role as a mother, you'll be like a female guardian, right? That's a that's what that awoken to me with my mom in that area. You know, it's like that. She couldn't help herself, whether it embarrassed me or not. And I, I can handle my own and and endure it. She's like, no, I can't. That part of that God thing, that ordained thing, that mothering thing, I become a female guard. I become a protector. It says. A patroness, a prohistomy. Prohistomy is 429 in the Greek, and it it means this. I'm to be put before my children, right? Mm -hmm. To set over them, to rule in their lives. That's the Greek. The breakdown of histomy, or histamia, is 2476. To make, to stand. To stand. I place myself to stand. That's the mothering, man. That's, that's what was needed. The Lord said that in John 19, you're not my mother. I want you to still be a mother in your functioning because I'm leaving this earth and you were my mother and you did a great job. And, and it was prophesied that you would suffer piercings in your heart for my sake. And as a mother, sometimes you will, sometimes they'll go a certain way or another way. And he says that, that kid will cause a piercing in your soul and a little bit of sorrow, right? That could happen, right? Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Well, you were my mother. And now I'm leaving, and this is my disciple. It says the mother he loved, the one he loved, his mother, Mary. And then he said, and the disciple he loved. And he looked down from the cross, and it was his view in that, that it wasn't finished yet. He didn't say it was finished till he finished that. And he said, behold your mother, behold now your son. And he's saying, basically, I want you to keep functioning as a mother in that role. I want you to keep functioning for John, my disciple, by the ordination of god and motherhood to make a stand to place yourself and to stand by to set in balance sometimes you're going to set people in balance your kids you're going to have to set the imbalances out of their lives if they're too soft you train them to be harder if they're too hard you train them to be softer that's the balancing of god ordained as mothers you got it say i got it right it's i mean it's a gift of god it's the ordination of god it's the moment you became that he ordained that, right. and it was important to him, and I never seen how important, because I'm always dealing with men and manmakers, but mothers, and I'm not, you know, it's, it's so important that he looked down before he said it was finished, and goes, hey, I'm going to trans, I'm going to delegate, I'm going to ordain this, I'm going to transfer what you had with me to, to him, I'm going to transfer what he had with me as a disciple, you're going to do that, you're going to work together, and she still keeps functioning. And it's important in mothering that you still have a function and a purpose in there. And when people say, I get empty nest syndrome and all that, they still should be functioning. Mm-hmm. And Paul takes it to Romans 16 and goes, hey, you mothers keep functioning, but in the kingdom and in the church. Yeah. You, there's always going to be that. John 20, I think 26 says, when your mother or father forsake you, and we all have had forsaking in some dimension in our domestics. I have in areas of, as a relationship with my dad, he wasn't filling that role all the way. So, But God says, when they forsake you in that, I'll gather you up. I'll replace that for you. Right. So you can never go around, well, I never, like for my own life, Like, well, you know, I didn't have a proper this, or I didn't have a proper that. He provided something different. Right. It was through different people, right. right? But he makes that whole, and it works all your life. If you look back, hindsight, you'll see that God's hand in who he gave in your life. As a, if your mother wasn't there, he sets up a person with a mother-like heart. Right. Mm-hmm. If your dad wasn't there, in that area, I'm not saying they were horrible across the board. Because right. I don't want my, you know, my dad to roll over in his grave and, <laughs> and come visit me, right? But no, in the areas that he didn't. And for me, it would end up being coaches. Right. They start going like this, you're like this, and you're like that, and you're like that. God used that, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll do that with mothering. Oh, my mom wasn't there for this. When mother and sister forsake you, I'll gather you up. I'll make up the difference. I'll give you a mother in your life, like that for your life. Right. Because he did it on the cross as a pattern. Behold your mother, look, I'm giving you a mom. Mm-hmm. and she's going to be protector by and help you. And mothers do that, right? They give counsel, right? They do all that. And it says his to me. to make stand, to stand, I place myself to stand. I set in balance. stand steadfast. And you, so you start looking and reflecting at what you do instinctively. I want you to write it down. What do I do instinctively? By Christ, I'll find out it was Christ ordaining. And there's another number I was going to give you for succoring. Let's see. So 19th chapter, we'll go back there in a minute, the transference. And I want to go back to 19. And then we'll put your finger in Psalms twenty-seven. So we'll go, I'll go backwards, Psalms 27 first. If you guys want to go, you can go ahead, Megan. You wanna go? Yeah. Go ahead and go. That'll be good. Psalms twenty-seven. I think it's verse ten. You could put it down there. Twenty seven ten. For when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Let's look at ten on the in the Amplified. Although my mother, although my father and my mother have forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up, adopt me as his child. Right. And then after that, he goes, Teach me your ways, O Lord right, and leave me in plain paths even because of my enemies, and he goes on, right, so it's like no matter, wherever that area was forsaken, there will be a gathering, and you're not going to go without, I can guarantee you that, I'm, I'm going to be 60, and I and look back, because insight is right now, we live right now, and we, you know, we perceive by the measure of what we see, right, mm-hmm. foresight is way ahead, and we can only, and the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, we see in part, so we're not really accurate all the time in our foresight, so I kind of turn that one off. Insight, you gotta live with it right now. Insight is how I view this situation, how I view God in life right now. Insight, but hindsight is where I get to learning at. I look back and I go, "Oh, you were there," or like Joel's prophesied, "This was that." In hindsight, you glean a ton. Right. So the more years you have on the planet, I could be half retarded, but I'm gonna learn right. because I have more experience in living. And the whole thing with Jesus is he came to bring a kingdom and not bring religion. And he he came to teach us learning Christ. That's what it says in the epistles. Learn Christ. Walk in him. Walk by him. All those are right now things that we live in. It's not like the pretend religion that you just go to a church on a Sunday and then you do whatever you want Monday through Friday and you don't even acknowledge him. No, he lives in us. He becomes Emmanuel the day we said yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm going to continue to change you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, you know, and that's a father's role and the motherly aspect of God. I'm going to change you uh, what's necessary.
1: Right.
0: And and you're like, but I, I didn't sign up for this, but you did. Right. right. When you said yes, Lord. And then he said, okay, I'm going to do this in your life. I'm not going to leave you like this in life. I'm going to continue to grow you in life, form my image and likeness in you. And you're going to make a difference to other people as well as me and you. So that's the kingdom of God, and so motherhood. And I looked at these things, and I'll go back to the 19th chapter in John. Let's go back there for a second. And it's all about just, it's all about just losing your life. That's all, and you're gonna always go through that in your life. I mean, wherever you grow, my first, you're a daughter of God. Before you're a mother, before you're a wife, you're just a you're just a daughter, man, learning God and growing. And the moment you get married, you have a role change again. And what happens? You get married and uh, you lose more life. They gave their life to you, so you've got to give your life back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and that's the game. It's like I got to give my life. If you don't want to lose your life, then you just stay alone in life, <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to, if you don't want to give life to your, where you're at in your job there, cause it's responsibility. Right. Uh, every bit of growth is delegated. Like this thing in John, there was a transferring of mother and, and to disciple. There was a delegating there. And, and in the middle of delegating there was an ordaining. Mm-hmm. So you could do this, John, be that for her. You could do this, mom. I'll even call you Mary. <laughs> you could do this for him. Right? It's ordained that way. So the more responsibility, the leadership in the kingdom of God is responsibility. When you hear delegated authority, it's not you're a bully. It's not you're a tyrant. It's not you're a boss. It's not you're a ruler. It's that you're a server. Yeah. And that's what you do. And you want and God ordains you to be the best in that. Because if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, then do this. Yeah. If you want to be great in mothering, deny yourself, take up your cross, and flow with the ordained grace on your life that he gave you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then, and, you know, and, and sometimes we, we have days. Every human would be lying to you if they said they didn't have a day and saying, this is killing me today. Yeah. And it literally is killing you. Mm-hmm. It's destroying all your self-life. It's making you long-suffering when you're like, oh my God, you're so annoying. Yeah. You know, it's like that when well, you stop already. Mm-hmm. All that kind of, that's killing you. Mm-hmm. And it ends up enlarging you. Yeah. and then Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then you go through the, and the, the killing the dying to yourself and enlarging and then sometimes you just you can't grow anymore enlarge that's when you got to go like I got to go before before I break something and I instead of instead of building someone I'm gonna break them yeah so I gotta move yeah yep. I used to tell Danielle there was time in her life man in a certain phase of life and she would say, how come you know she's a teenager then like that's not normal how you do this I go define what's normal and I tell her, your maturity will dictate your liberty, Danielle. You can go anywhere, listen to anything, as long as you're making it change and it's not changing you. Right. And of course she couldn't. And I said, but if you can't, I'm intervening. That's my job. Mm-hmm. And then she would battle with me in that way, and then I'd get mad, man. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it all right, but I did it. Right. And I tell her, one time I got so mad at her, man, I told him, I don't even like you.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: even like you so stay in your room I don't like you and I felt my thing my temper and I looked at her man, and I, and I, and I, and I didn't want to spank her she was older at that time I just got my hand and went pow on her shoulder she does like that and then she's I closed the eyes so I don't even like you and I, of course I go in my hole and then I go man you were too angry you're this and then we came back out because the whole principle in dealing with your kids is you got to uncover what they're dealing with discover it for them And then recover them, and even though I was struggling, it took me probably that day. It took me like an hour and a half to filter all my anger, my ideas, how I how I uh, expressed it, and so I I just kept going. You know, you got to answer the truth if you're gonna grow up. As a mom or a dad or as a person in God, you got to answer the truth, man. You got to deal with your truth. Like, yeah, I was a little bit hostile. Yes, I didn't do it right, Lord. Yes, it wasn't perfect. And yes, it was. And then you go through that and you say, I apologize. But, but it was the truth and I couldn't let go of that. It's still true. It was still true. Whether I did it with uh, a vein popping out of my head and my neck or it still was true. So whether I did it perfect or not, was it God's reality and truth? Yes. So I went back and told her, hey, I want to apologize for my anger, the way I delivered it, and uh, and all that. And I said, but here's the fact of the matter. There's still truth. And I'm still dealing with you, and I didn't do it perfect, but this is the area that I'm still not letting you off the hook on. And you want to escape and tell me, you know, well, you didn't do it right. It doesn't matter if I did it right or not. I did it. Mm -hmm. And as I learned as I'm doing it. And so there is no perfect, and, and you get perfected as you keep doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what happens is I get down with with my temper. Yeah. And my temper gets tempered, right? Mm-hmm. And then I can go longer before I blow my fuses out. Right. But that's growth. And that's called on-the-job training. Mm-hmm. You don't get that in religion. You get that in his kingdom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's preachers all over the world right now doing sermons and giving out flowers, but they don't live in your house in those hours that you're dealing yeah. And then, and, but we're fully equipped. Now I want you to say I'm fully equipped okay. and you're not inept and you can do this because you're ordained to. Mm-hmm. And it meant so much to him that even on the cross of suffering, he starts talking about mothering mm-hmm. and that blows me away. And then in Romans 16, that Paul says, I I'm a, a grown-up dude. I'm an apostle and I still need this, this lady in my life that lays down her neck, even her own life for me. Mm-hmm. That's what mothers do. And so you need mothers in the kingdom of God as well. And after mothers are mother their kids and all that, and they have great experience, they should take that over to spirituals.
1: Yeah.
0: I try to work with people in that, but sometimes you get mothers, uh, how do you say, show mothers? And not go mothers. Yeah. <laughs> they want to be seen. Yeah. They want you to. They want you to bow to them. They want the position, the title. They want that. They they want to be queens and not mothers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so them, I, I go. I can't have you there. You know, like you don't you don't belong there because you want to be there. Yeah. You want everybody to call you the, a name, a title, and you, nope, you're not fit for that. But get the person that's done it in silence, no accolades, no praises in their own home, and then give me them for the for the house of God every day. They're not looking for accolades, they're not looking for posturing and a positioning. they're just looking for serving and bringing all their learning and, and, and imparting that to you and, and I as mothers. And they're not smothering, you know they're not like, you know, like condescending and, "Oh, let me pinch your cheeks." I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about a role of a mother, you know like, And that's what he's saying. These mothers, the role was and I'll read it to you one more time, the histamine. Let's see, where is it again? I had it written down right here. Histomy, histamine. Yeah, a female guardian. That's the role of a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Not a controller, a female gar- guardian. A protector, a patroness, a prohistamine, to put before, to set over, to rule, to make, to stand, and to stand. I place myself to stand. Mm-hmm. As a mother's role, I set things in balance. I weigh them, it says, to weigh and to stand steadfast. And instinctively, you're going to do that behavior. And you'll fight yourself not to. That's the reality of God's ordination. And so wherever, and that just applies to motherhood, right? I mean, that applies to everything in our lives. Whatever the Lord has delegated, whatever he's ordained, whatever he's transferred to us. And when you look at that verse, and I'm reading it probably one more time in 19, there's a transference. You could feel the change. He's like, I'm about to leave and, I, and I'm looking at everything that I've done. I'm looking at where I'm hanging on the cross, where I'm in the middle of my suffering. I'm checking this. I'm checking that. No, I don't want that, that wine and that gall. Nope, I'm setting this in order. The Lord is a man of order. He, he set everything in order. First this, secondarily this. Proverbs says, let everything be done. Or, or Corinthians, let everything be done in decency and order. And Proverbs says, set things in order. Set things first, things first. And then you'll do that in your whole household. Yeah. You'll do that with your kids. First this, second that, third that. That's setting things in order.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the Lord is, is viewing this on the cross. And I couldn't, it blows me away that he was in the middle of suffering. And now He stood by. On the, they stood by the cross. The mother, his mother, his sister Mary, the wife of Cleopas and the Mary of Magdalene. Three Marys, right? Three women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're the ones at the cross. They're the ones in that role. And when Jesus stood there, he says this to his mother and the disciples staying by him whom he loved. And he said her woman, behold your son. There's your the minute he says those words, there's a delegation set in motion. There's a change. I'm no longer connected to you in this way and you're no longer connected to me in this way. There's an order to our relationship that just now has changed, but I'm not leaving you non-functional. I'm going to transfer it to John. And I go, that's transferring. So that means she still has delegated. Now, John has some things delegated. That means it will flow by chemistry
1: mm-hmm.
0: because God ordained it. Someone asked me something about like a relationship, love, and how do you have it? I said, simply, it's chemistry. It's, it's like, this is how it works with God. First John says, whatever is born of God will overcome the world. And I found in my life, chemistry is what things, why things work. I, I never picked it. Just, you, know, you should happened to be really pretty, but it's like I didn't pick <laughs> things like that. I didn't choose those things like that. I, I, I have chemistry first. Right. And then once I acknowledge chemistry, then I go into, like, I can step in and maybe it builds. Mm-hmm. But i got to have the chemistry. If I don't have any chemistry, and if someone's just really pretty, like, that's not going to do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got to be chemistry first. And I said, so, you know, so it's not like, oh, you're just like super, oh, super agape love people. No, it's chemistry. And then you build off of chemistry
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that thing, that, and that's ordained by God, you know, in your own life, all truth parallel, it says of, of John 16, the Holy spirit is, the, it says he will testify to our spirits and bear witness, right? The Holy spirit says, he said, I will, uh, uh, he's the spirit of truth and, and the spirit of realization. He makes things real to us right to see it and it's he says he witnesses to only what jesus has said and if you've ever been in anywhere in life and you've you've felt chemistry but you and his witnesses on it that's what that's where it will overcome wherever the witness is he will not witness of what's not of him
1: right.
0: he only witnesses to what's of jesus that's the john 16 principle so what I look for is is uh, chemistry. I mean in every relationship, mm-hmm. every every single relationship. In order, I find the order of the relationship. But if it's chemistry, now I know I'm. Uh, it's ordained for me. If it's chemistry, it's ordained for me. The relationship. Mm-hmm. I've had people come to my house and and uh, and when I was in the other place, how how come uh, I can't be on on your right hand or or on this side, and how come so and so is there? I go. It's not. It's not for me to choose. Right. It's chemistry. God's chemistry choosing that chose for me. Mm-hmm. And I told that person, believe you me, the ones that I'm working with, I I, I didn't choose, and, and they're basically it's a work relationship. It is not that other kind of relationship. Okay. So, but they wanted something that I can't give them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I said no. That you go find where you fit. Yeah. I have to I have to deal with where I fit. Mm-hmm. But it's chemistry first, right? And when it's born that way, God will witness that way. So wherever the witness is, the Holy Spirit will not witness. So if I wanted to be in that relationship, and that and that person comes to my porch, and I go, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I think you're cool too, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this with you without his witness, it, it, it won't work. It's not he only witnesses to what's born of God and whatsoever is born of God, Nike overcomes the world. Overcomes the world in us, overcomes our selfishness, overcomes makes it able to work because of the witness. Yeah. And believe me man there's, I mean if there's times I've had jobs where I've tried to I says this God is it not God and I didn't know what to do and I took it and I go well, it was good and I thought his witness wasn't on it it was hard. Mm-hmm. so he only witnesses to what's real from Jesus
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and that, that's the, the cool thing that, that I've learned in that is the chemistry and his witness and it's going to overcome I could have a hard time I could have a bump in the road I could have a difficult time. Whatever the situation is, but if it's born of God, it's going to overcome. In my husband-wife relationship, in in uh, whatever the relationship, it never goes away. I've tried to see him. There's guys that that God sent to my life, and then I and I go okay, and I take the responsibility. I know it has the chemistry. I know it was ordained of God. I know it was born of God, and how far I go with that belongs to God. Mm-hmm. And then they break off and they go somewhere, and I don't see him and then I start, you know, of course, I go through the thing. Did I, did I miss it here? Did I not take enough responsibility? All my inner conflicts, that's me. Self-afflicted, right? I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> but then I find out, well, I go, man, I must have broke the connection. I, I lost. They, they call me back after a year. It's ordained. Mm-hmm. It has yeah. chemistry. Whatever's born of God will live. It'll live forever, right? Mm-hmm. If I move from here and I'm still connected here, you're still going to connect. Yeah. It's because it's chemistry, and God gave it, and his witness is on it. So I look for that in the witness. And I want to give you one more key on witness. John 5, you guys look at it yourself. And because Jesus said that, I, he said in John 5, and you look it over. He said, I don't witness of myself. And we can, we have the witness at times. Like we know this is right. And we witness without, without. But Jesus said, I don't witness of myself. I have the witness of the father. He witnesses of me. I have the witness of John the Baptist. He witnesses of me. And so he banks on their witness, not just his own. And the, and the witness of the Holy Spirit is what you know that's going to succeed.
1: Yeah.
0: It's that witnessing. So I look for that after I make the decision, I because I can't make him witness. Whatever is born of God, he witnesses to. Whatever Jesus said, he witnesses to. Mm-hmm. I can't witness of myself, and I can't win that witness. Right. So that's a principle that you look for. So once you know it's chemistry, look for that witnessing of it, because the witness is truth. You know it's the truth. You can get... As mad as as a badger but if the witness says this is truth the witness wins
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm the establishing witness but ultimately the Holy Spirit is the witness so uh, can the witness has truth Mm -hmm. and have to answer to the truth to continue to grow in in the chemistry and that therefore it's gonna overcome because it's eternal and that's the witness and he goes I don't witness in myself and this and that. And you'll see other people. I mean, I, I see them all the time. And that's why I, get, I, don't, I can't hardly do that stuff. The Facebook people, they, they, they witness of themselves every day. Instagramming themselves. Witnessing of themselves. Telling how great a, of a parent they are. And then leave their kid somewhere and never happen. And, and this is the thing with people. And, and uh, witnessing testimonies. Testimonies are what really happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not what you wrote was a perception.
1: Right. That's just
0: pretending.
1: Right.
0: Testimonies are that, man... This happened in my life. I struggled this life. And this this changed in my life, their life, and with our lives. Right. That's a happening of God. That's not my perceiving. Right. Yeah. So that's what you look for in the witnessing. Mm-hmm. So John 5, and you look over that and read that. And that has to do with the witnesses. John 16, the witness of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 16. Our spirit testifies in witnesses together. If I don't have the witness, I will struggle in it if i don't have that witness the witness is the spirit of truth the holy spirit the spirit of realization and once i realize and i know what chemistry i have what's ordained of god why else would i want anything else
1: yeah
0: why else would i want someone else right those are just temporary momentary afflictions that your your head might do but the witness is so real in you Dr. Seuss today.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So so uh we'll wrap it up, I guess. <laughs> and so I'll go back to looking at that reality. And I love this verse after that. And he said to his disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. And after this, verse twenty-eight twenty-eight, and after this, suffering on a cross, and after this knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And that part of motherhood was part of that being fulfilled. He did not give up the ghost. He hung on the cross suffering. And we look at the redemption part of God, and we look at the forgiveness part and the suffering of the cross. But in the middle of suffering, he was prophesying and ending, putting in order, mothering. Mm -hmm. It's powerful, man. To me it is. So Father, I thank you for who you are and I thank you for what you are in our lives and I thank you for every mother that's here and every mother that hears this, that they know that they're ordained, it's been transferred to them, they have the ability in it and they'll just function in it all the days of their life and every person that has lost a mother has been felt forsaken in that area. We know by the scriptures and by our own experiences that you gather up and you make up the difference. That's who you are and that's what you do. So we give you praise for the rest of this day that you have made and we'll rejoice and we'll be glad in it and we learn you in life and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.